War Report family, what's going on? It's your boy B. Will. I got Ike Jones here with me. But right now, what we're going to do is something a little different. We played Vandy last night. We had a good, solid win, 14-point win, which didn't quite cover the spread. But you know what? A push in bad. And we want to react to that because we saw some things that we definitely want to take note of. But we wouldn't go live again before we play Florida on Saturday. So this is us talking through the game. Talking through what we liked, what we didn't like, what we saw. And this will be our post-Vandy coverage of that game. And we'll do a little bit of prediction about the Florida game. But, Ike, right, what's going on, man? I ain't too much, man. You know, happy to see uh, a win in the column once again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a good game as far as uh, the prospects of what could be in the future if we continue to play in that manner. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, definitely uh, happy to talk about that. Yeah, man. It, it seems like this is the game that, outside of some flashes in a particular game here or there, I mean, Jabari has been able to do what he did last night in short spurts, but he had never done it that long, mm-hmm. like over an entire game. And I guess everybody heard, you know, Bruce was talking about the three-point percentage. Jabari was like, all right, bet. Three points, huh? Yeah. Bet. Now, okay, so um, with, without trying to sound like a downer, we handled we we handled them soundly. I saw mm-hmm. the spread. This is just an inside. I saw the spread fourteen points. And I was like, okay, yes, we can cover that. The last two possessions of this game, three that we had, they did some weird stuff. Preston Cook out out there giving away the meals. Like, what are you doing, son? <laughs> if I had bet on this game, I would have been upset. Now it ended in a push because the spread was fourteen, right? But we were up by like nineteen in the last three possessions. Yeah. But I would have been pissed. If I had yeah. bet money on that game, oh my god! Yeah, they definitely ruined a couple of parlays last night with how they ended that joint. Yeah, but with Jabari, so here, here's what I saw, and I want you to tell me what you think. I I saw flashes of him handling more, but that's not what got him most of the output. It was him taking the shot that he had been good at taking the entire season, but for some reason, Vandy didn't really try to take it away. Yeah. Now, yeah. Do, did you see? Him doing what he we the scouting report says he can do this. I'm glad he got the 31 points because he's what really kept us in the game mm-hmm. while Vandy was playing well and pushing. And shout out to Scotty Pippen Jr. because the yeah. boy can ball. Yeah, the boy can Scottie ball. Scotty Pippen Jr. is he's the real deal, man. Um, he is gonna make a lot of money <laughs> in a couple of years. Um, if he decides to go pro this year, he can make a lot of money. He's he's definitely a uh, a baller. Yeah, for sure. But what did you see from Vandy that allowed Jabari to get off? Was it just like, hey, we're going to defend everybody and let him do what he do because we don't believe it? Or was it a, uh, I don't know, this is our defense because maybe we don't, I I don't know. I I was confused. Again, I wanted to see him score, but I was confused that they weren't doing more to stop him. Well, so, I mean, Vandy was playing early with a very frenetic defensive pace, right? Like they were... They were trying to pretty much the entire game double and get the ball out of Jabari's hands. Mm-hmm. The difference, I think, this game was that Auburn didn't just um, move the ball around to the other side, right? We didn't mm-hmm. just catch Jabari in a double team. He sees it, he kicks it back out, then we rotate away from it, or we kicks it to somebody who then tries to go one on one. You know, there was one instance in particular that I'm thinking about where Jabari caught the ball. Um, and Wendell gave him the ball at the the elbow high post. Mm-hmm. He kicks the ball back to Wendell. He circles back out to the three-point line. 
Um, and because it was like a ghost screen slip, the guy who was guarding Jabari goes to close down Wendell because typically that's going to be Wendell driving to the hole. Right. What Wendell did is he kicks it back out to Jabari for a three, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's just not something that we had been doing previously. We did things uncharacteristically in this game that mm-hmm. I think threw Vandy for They was like, wait a minute. When I get it out of Jabari's hands, that's supposed to be in the, the possession with Jabari touching the ball, right? right? Right. Not the case in this game. We actually um, did a little bit of that. And then, too, he was just rising up and taking shots and making shots, right? Like you just when, – when a guy's making shots, you have to make a commitment to say anybody but him. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Vandy – I don't think they believed he was going to make the next one, and he made right. it, and they was like – he ain't gonna make another one, though. right? And then he made it, and it was like, <laughs> "But I bet you won't do it again." It was almost like how Nate Oates was to the referee last night. Did you see the replay of this? Yeah, what I saw that. I saw that live. We were actually on for that hour, so I had yeah. that on in the background, and I did but see you, it. Yeah. Did you see what Nate Oates was saying to the ref? No, I didn't see it. I saw him mouthing something. What was he? He what basically was saying? was saying he he was like, "We'll, we'll do it then." Because well, the ref was like basically <laughs> like, "Hey, either stop talking or I'm gonna kick you out." And Nate Oates was like, "Okay, we'll do it then. Do it." I want to see you do it. And he was like, okay, cool. You're out of here, right? <laughs> and so that's basically like Vandy's defense was Nate Oates was like, you could hit another one? Let me see it then. Yeah. Well, I bet you won't do it again. I bet you won't do it. All right, let me see you do it a fourth time, though. <laughs> you can't do it five. <laughs> and that, that was basically time. their defensive philosophy was like, he got to miss eventually. But he doesn't. Yeah, but he did not. He did, <laughs> did not, not really miss. miss. Yeah, he every shot that he took that was under control, he was he he made it last night. Yeah. I was particularly impressed. I saw one shot. This was I was impressed with the shot number 1 because it was a Kevin Garnett type thing that I love to see him do. And number 2, it was my favorite move when I played even though I am not good and I had no business trying to take this shot as a 5'11" uh guy in the in the playing and pickup in the wreck. It was this back to the basket. I think he started faced up, but then when mm-hmm. he put the ball down, he backed up and then kind of did that the last dribble. Half spin. Half spin fade away and hit it. It was beautiful. It was yeah. beautiful. Like his his moveset is expanding. Mm-hmm. His moveset is expanding. His willingness to put the ground the ball on the ground, on the floor, is getting better. And those are two things that we've knocked him for. I won't say knocked him. It's just he hasn't gotten there yet. He was going to get there. Bruce and company know how to improve players' game. We've seen it from from since he's gotten here to now. But now I see that game starting to open up. Now, I don't know if that's just happenstance that this was the game he tried more things and more things went. I think it's part of what you said. They said, yeah, but he hadn't really been shooting late. He was shooting well as of late, even on wide-open shots in several games. So let's just see if he could do it again. And they lost that gamble. But. Does it? How much does it encourage you to see? Not only Jabari, you could talk about if you want. Other people's games are starting to improve. Yeah, I mean, that was the most encouraging thing. Was not just like you you know Jabari can score, right? Like you can see it in the way that he shoots. You can see it in um, just like the fluidity of his ability to just rise up over people. Mm -hmm. Um, But it honestly, for me, the most encouraging thing I saw last night was not thirty-one points from Jabari Smith. Mm -hmm. It was. I, I don't know. That, I'm not looking at the stat line right now, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was three assists from KD. I think that's uh, the right me, number. I, I'm going to go pull it up right now to make sure KD had, if my computer will allow me to do this. Yeah, three assists. Mm-hmm. It was three assists from KD Johnson that was the most impressive thing to me that I saw. 
Right. Because KD Johnson is not typically when he's driving, it's, it's how the assists came. When he's driving, he's not typically looking to pass. He's looking to score. Right. And he got into the lane, it seemed, seemed with the intent to pass. Like he was setting himself up to make a pass to another guy who he knew was going to be open because he knows the defense is reacting to him shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was setting, I mean, he had a lob. I was like, what? It, who is this guy? Yeah. Who is this guy playing a true guard? Yeah. You had said it in uh, the so Slack. I, I was, I was happy game. to see that out of him last night. Yeah. You had said it in the, in the Slack pretty much every game that, man, when KD get in that lane, he's going to, He's going to finish no matter what. He's going to try to score no mm-hmm. matter what. Um, a couple of times he was he was missing guys wide open on lobs. Like Cambridge would just kind of be sitting, kind of waiting to make that break to the goal, and Katie wouldn't see him, and he just forced mm-hmm. a shot. And you know we were able to live with it, but to see that, like we pointed it out, and again that was mostly conversations between us, and and to see now, like wow, look, he made he he made that pass. Yeah, he was making basketball plays last night. He wasn't just going out there and playing basketball, he made basketball plays. He made the right basketball plays in situations. He didn't seem to be out of control. I, I can't think of a moment last night where KD had the ball in his hand. I was like, ah, oh, man, he's playing out of control right now. Right? He he felt like he was in the mode of the game, um, maybe a little overzealous at some points on defense and trying right. to draw fouls or right. and or get steals. Right. Um, but that is, if you take that away, you don't have the intensity that is KD. So I'm not upset at those plays. Yeah. It's the ones where he, you know, dribble, 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 cross, 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 and then rises up for a three-pointer, step back, but then in midair, the defender makes a good play, so he gets caught in the air, and he's trying to throw the ball to somebody at the last second before he travels. Those are the ones that I get frustrated with for him. Yeah. Or yeah. the drive to the lane, it's not there, but I'm going to bully my way up anyway mm. and try to, like, contort my body into someone else to draw a contact and hopefully get a shot up at the rim at the same time. Those are the plays that frustrate me out of KD. Um, But him being aggressive and trying to get steals or trying to make stuff happen to cause havoc on defense, um, never going to be upset at that play. Right. So what else did you see last night from any other player that was a sign of improvement or something that you thought was a good thing? Uh, um, There weren't any other players that I think improved necessarily. I did like that um, when we got down, it didn't seem like come down, chuck up three-pointers, right? Just overall, right. the strategic right. opportunities were, we're going to get a good shot out of this. Um, the Devin Cambridge three was encouraging, the one that actually tied it up early in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because usually when you have Devin Cambridge spotting up for a three, it's, it's a tip. It's a true spot. up. Like he's standing in one place, receives the ball and you know, he'll go up for the shot. This one, he actually was, he was coming from the corner to the wing mm. and he caught turn and shot it all in one motion. And I was like, okay, that's different for him because, right. you know, usually the prospects of him making a shot that require any sort of movement other than, rise and finish, mm. whether that's a jump shot or a dunk or layup, not very high probability just because it's just for whatever, that's not his game. I mean, we saw that on a couple of breakaways. Mm. Uh, Scotty Pippen Jr. got the deflection on one where he was going in for the dunk on the wide open layup. Um, he turned the ball over one time. He had a breakaway mm. and he just couldn't handle the pass, right? Like he just, for whatever reason, if it requires a little movement, it just, yeah. it, it, the coordination just isn't there for him on those situations. Um, but 
it was encouraging to see him be able to put that kind of shot in the basket, especially in a situation where we actually needed that bucket early in right. the game to tie it up. Um, so, and again, effort's never going to be the issue with Devin Cambridge. Um, and I, I love the the energy that he brings to um, to the game. Yeah. You know, that was one play. It was in the second half. It was still a tight game. I can't remember the exact um, timestamp, but Cambridge was in the at the three-point line in the corner. All right, somebody passed to him. Defender flew out at him. He actually pump faked. Mm-hmm. Took one dribble forward and shot a little mid range. Yeah, now he, he didn't make the it. Shot. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. it's like you—you you weren't completely committed to shooting yeah. that three when you got the ball. You read yeah. the defender and you reacted appropriately. Like that to me—that's improvement. We haven't seen him do that. Yeah. We saw him. We've seen him chuck up threes because he knew he was in a spot where he should get the ball, and when he got it, he knew he was going to shoot. And like a couple times, he's he's kind of like gotten it tip locked because. The defender knew, oh, this guy's not going to move. I'm just going to run at him and block it. But yeah. he reacted. Like, that was between him and KD. Like I said, like you said, Jabari's 30. Great. He did what we know he can do. Like, him right. shooting that spot up three. Now, again, he did show a couple more moves. Uh, ball on the floor a little bit more. But we knew he could do those things. I was not sure Devin Cambridge could ever do anything but spot up three or just yam on people. Yeah, but he has shown again. This is what happens. We see KD looking for the pass. We see Devin moving off his spot. We see Jabari putting the ball on the floor more. People's and individual he, games aren't Walker proven. Kessler. Uh, yes. actually, fast post break. moves. Yeah, man, oh man, the, the fast break was a thing of beauty. And that is one of those things where you understand if I bring it down, this guy's going to be able to get to it. So he just never brought it down. He just mm-hmm. kept it up high, and it's like he can't jump up here with me, so let me just keep it above my head mm-hmm. and finish this with a finger roll. But I liked what he did in the post in this game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they would give him the post entry. Um, there was one in particular where he and the uh, center from the other team were kind of going back and forth and trading baskets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they gave him the post entry. Uh, he turns and, and and basically faces up and shoots a 15-foot medium-range mm-hmm. jump shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the side, I was just like, yeah, man, this this team is starting to figure out that we we can ball a little bit. And I think they are getting more comfortable playing in on the court together, which is, again, it's crazy to say for a 20, what, four and two team now? Yeah. Are we t- 24? A uh, 24 and two team yeah. that they're really just starting to gel on the court together. And you would say, oh, well, well, they were gelling all along. That's why they, no, really. Like they were just good. If you, yeah, if you've listened to us talk about this, this team really hasn't played a complete basketball game yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're seeing them start to put it together where they understand there was a moment in the game. Uh, it was a fast break situation. KD had the ball on the wing. Mm-hmm. Wendell comes up. And uh, so Wendell had just hit a three, the previous possession. KD came down and he pump fakes, and then he passes it. He does a little underhand shovel situation to Wendell. I think he thought Wendell was just going to pull it again because it's like, oh, you just hit one. Go ahead and get you another one, right? Mm-hmm. Which, again, KD Johnson in the the medium break not taking a shot is mind-blowing. Crazy, right? Yeah. Giving it off to Wendell. And then Wendell pump fakes the guy, drives, does a little no-look shovel underneath to Walker Kessler, I think KD in his mind thought, oh, well, he's going to get it back to me in the corner for the three. But, like, you can see the the camaraderie between those two after Kessler gets fouled. They, like, they five and hug each other like, oh, man. It's like you can see mm-hmm. they're starting to get comfortable 
together on the court. And it's a beautiful thing to be able to witness the the gelling of this team that was really winning games off of heart and talent before now. Right, right. We have not seen true cohesion. And to, yeah. to, to get to that point, um, what did you see out of Flanagan? You know, we saw his game open up a little bit more against Texas A&M. He looked a little more decisive when he got the mm-hmm. ball um, as far as whether he wanted to drive or not. Um, the previous game, I think with, with Zep Jasper out, he got some more minutes handling the ball, and he looked a little rough handling the ball. Um, had some turnovers, kind of forcing his way to a certain spot on the floor, but he's not quite the dynamic dribbler that allows him to get anywhere he wants with ease. So right. it looked a little rough for him, but Texas A&M, he definitely looked better. What did you think of his game this last game? I mean, it felt like a little bit of regression in some places. Like, he didn't look awful, but he didn't look great either. Um, Just his decision-making sometimes in the open floor, he would just have really careless turnovers, a lot of sloppy and careless fouls that he was taking. Um, And so I still have yet to see the preseason All-SEC player emerge in, in, um, in Flanagan. I'm hoping... Again, that it's just a product of of game time. Like he's going to get used to the game speed again, and he's going to be out there processing the way he needs to. It just hasn't. I don't think it's manifested in any real way yet uh, on the court for him. But his athleticism seems like it's getting there. Like he caught the lob in the open floor right, today. Right. I mean, uh, last night he was able to. His effort has improved. I think uh, one of the commentators actually pointed out a situation where he had a turnover and um, he he sprinted the length of the floor to try to make up for it, right? He ended up fouling the guy on the other end, but he was like, nah, my turnover's not giving y'all a free bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like the effort that I'm seeing out of him. I, I, see, I see a little bit more of an aggressive nature emerging in him, and that's going to start to play dividends at some point in time. Um, I think the issue with him early was him being tentative caused turnovers, Now, I think his aggression is causing turnovers, but it's causing turnovers just because he's feeling his way through it now. If he had come out and just been aggressive from the beginning, I think he'd have been past this by now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's in a position now where he's starting to feel like, okay, I need to show up for this team. And we do. We need him to show up in stretches to be a stabilizing force um, and be aggressive as a wing player. And hopefully he'll get to that place over the next five games before we get into the tournament. Yeah, so we 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 mentioned Walker Kessler for a minute, but still, man, what this dude does on defense, mm-hmm. I I am terrified of Walker Kessler getting an injury. I mean, I, I'm pretty yeah. sure everybody is that we we can absorb some losses, particularly if we make an assumption that Allen Flanagan rounds back into form. He's he's had some some transformation over the last couple of weeks then we could stand to lose some guard play if Flanagan is the player that we thought he was going to be and that he was last year. Um, but what we can't lose, and I think it was pretty evident from this game because when Walker Kessler goes out the game and Dylan Cartwell comes in, God bless Dylan Cartwell. I love his energy. I love his effort. But this man's hands are not good. Yeah. And there was at least one rebound that he lost. He had his hands on it, and then he lost it, and I think he ended up fouling the guy, or he got fouled. I'm not sure which one, but there are plays that Walker Kessler wrangles, rebounds really well, even in traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not talking about just above his head. It's like once the ball gets to the floor, he comes up. If it bounces, he usually comes up with it, even with one or two guys around him. Or 
if it is in the paint and it's on offense, he's going to finish that shot. Yeah. And I I don't know how you can replace. We don't have to run sets for Walker Kessler. We can run sets just with the screen action. The screen action is going to get him something. Other players will be able to work off of it. He's going to be able to clean it up. But we lose so much of that ability on offense because we can't be guaranteed that Dylan Cardwell as the center is going to be able to finish at the basket, is going to be able to secure the rebound um, sure-handedly. It's how, how much I said he's the season MVP. I, I said that like a month ago, and I'm, I'm still saying that. How do you feel about Walker Kessler's um, value to this team at this point in the season? Yeah, um, I think Walker Kessler is, you know, clearly a, what you know, a linchpin for the team. He's defensively more than anything else. Like offensively, he is definitely essential uh, because he is, he can be so versatile and so so multiple in the ways that he can attack, and and we're just really starting to see that. Like they can actually just clear it out, give it to him in the paint, and let him go to work. Uh, mm-hmm. Type of, of of big man, um, but defensively is really the thing because even in the stretches where we don't play good offensively, we can lock teams down. We can funnel people to him, and he's going to be disciplined and not leave his feet. Um, to block if he doesn't need to. He he's long enough and tall enough where he can bother shots even if he doesn't block them without jumping. Mm-hmm. But he has tremendous timing on when he does jump. Um and so it it makes it really difficult for teams to beat us defensively. And so they have to change their entire strategy. They're gonna have to, you know, pull him out of the paint and do something else um that they're not used to doing in order to be able to score points and bunches against us. So he is definitely the one of the big factors for this team. I think we've seen recently that there are some other people that need to be on this team in order for us to be optimal. Uh, but I don't think that we win a lot of ball games without Walker Kessler. Yeah, for sure. And pivoting real quick to the upcoming game, we got Florida um, this Saturday at Florida. We beat them at home earlier this season. Mm-hmm. They've got a center who's been playing fairly well, and I think they are back healthy. They uh, were missing a player for that game when we played them earlier this season. That He's back now. No, Florida's been competitive. They're still not, I wouldn't call them an elite team in the conference, but it's on the road. And that's a different game because we've seen we're going to get everybody's best shot. With the improvements that you've seen between Texas A&M and Vanderbilt, how do you expect that Florida game to go? Um, so uh, Florida's going to be interesting. It being on the road, I think, is going to be the the ultimate challenge for this team so far. Like, it's going to be an Arkansas-like challenge for us. Uh, we'll have all of the team there, um, barring something crazy happening between now and Saturday. But I think Florida matches up really well with Auburn with what they like to do, mm-hmm. which is they're going to have a a big man who they're going to run their offense through. And if that big man can get going and, God forbid, get Walker Kessler in foul trouble, mm-hmm. then we figure out what we have behind him for real, right? Right. Um, but what I do love about this Auburn team right now is if, if what we saw from Jabari Smith in the Vanderbilt game becomes a trend, uh, we can score with anybody in the country because then people are just going to be wide open all the time because they're going to have to devote their eyes and attention to Jabari. And, and then we see if the, the true evolution of Jabari Smith as a basketball player happens, which is... Can he take over ball games? Mm-hmm. We showed he, he can do that. Can he make his teammates better by passing out of the double team effectively? Yep. He does that. 
that's game, set, match. You, uh, you're done. You don't have a way to stop this team offensively um, or defensively. There, there's just not a way for you to stop them. Um, but yeah, so he, we, he's shown he can just rise up and just, all right, cool, I'll go get 30 on you real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, now we need to see that next evolution of guys being like, okay, you're not going to get 30. Anybody but him, cool. <laughs> all right, double team me and I'll find somebody wide open and uh, we'll make you pay in that way. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that game. Um, if if my top three games to worry about before we hit this stretch without Zep were A&M, Arkansas, I would say at Florida, I was less worried about at Tennessee because I feel like Bruce just has their number. Yeah, for some reason, he does seem to have Tennessee's number. Yeah, even when years when we weren't good and they were, we would we were able to beat Tennessee. Now this is a new year, new season, yeah. so maybe they are. Formidable. And Tennessee is, is is a surging team right now. They're playing a lot better right now. They're getting some guys back and they're healthy, so it is going to be a tough matchup. But um, early in this game against Vandy, I don't. I honestly, and, and you know, the the players may disagree. Bruce may disagree with this. I don't think that they took Vandy seriously coming out early in that game. Yeah, and then when they're down eleven to nothing, they was like, "Okay, guys, <laughs> it's a little like, are we going? Are we going to play? We going to hoop today?" Yeah. And then they they started hooping and smash right, like. But I don't think that happens against Tennessee. I think you come in locked in from the tip against Tennessee, and you don't see that happening in any um, deficit that may happen in the Tennessee game. It's just going to be a result of playing a good team, but. Right. Um, it also means that Auburn's going to be bringing their A game the entire time. Same thing with Florida. I don't think that they take Florida lightly. Right. The games that sneak up on you are going to be Mississippi State mm-hmm. and uh, Ole Miss, right? Ole Miss at right. home, you know, I think it's going to be a different proposition. Ole Miss was a close game at Ole Miss because Ole Miss was shooting out of their mind initially. Right. right. And I don't know that they can come back and repeat that. Uh, but Mississippi State is one of those teams that's just kind of gritty and they're mm-hmm. going to f- claw and fight and and, and that's going to be a difficult game. Um, but yeah, I don't think that they take Tennessee lightly. I don't think that they take Florida lightly. Um, so you really only have to then worry about a very scrappy Arkansas team. But again, the issue with those games is at home. So even if we come out flat, the, the home court is going to allow us to kind of overcome some of that stuff. So, um, of the games on our schedule, um, of course, every last one of them is winnable. I'm only really, I would say, have concern about the Tennessee game just because that's an actually good team. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that game looks different than it did a month ago when I was watching them play, and they were just yeah. eking wins out, and it didn't really look too impressive. But they are, they they look legit over the last yeah. two weeks. So, yeah, I'm a little worried about that. But we'll have time to react yeah. to the Florida game when we hit the weekend tailgate on Sunday. What's ahead of us is the Florida game on Saturday. You will see us on Twitter, talk to us, chat with us. We will be able to react to that game on the weekend tailgate, which comes on at 2 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, 1 p.m. Central. So be sure to catch us there if you want to see it live. But stay here for War Report content. Listen, you're listening right now. Go ahead and leave us a review. I'll give you a couple seconds. You want to you click that? You click that? All right, cool. Now leave us a review. Best show ever. Five stars. Awesome. We really appreciate that. This is your boy, B. Will. Ike Jones, Wolf Report. We are out.